everybody this is the hockey dudes podcast bringing you another episode blue jackets are going to st louis tonight to play in another preseason game oh man i'm a little choked up right now i just did a good 20 minutes with tom so i'll have that interview coming up in a second just talking about the blue jackets and his expectations for the year that's always good love to hear that um and if you like the episode, always leave a review on iTunes. But anyway, Blue Jackets playing in St. Louis tonight at 8 o'clock. And the Blue Jackets are sending a AHL-heavy lineup tonight. You got Stenlin, Bemstrom, Hoffman on the top line there. Uh, and those three guys really, you know, have a good chance at... They have the best chance of that group at, at being on the NHL roster this year and in the NHL lineup heavy time. Uh, especially Bemstrom, obviously, because he's been there before, and Stenland and Hoffman, uh, all of those guys, obviously. Um, but I do want to point out that they are on this list of guys going to play in this game, and there's not anybody else on this team in the forwards group of those 12 guys that really have gotten full time um, before. So Bemstrom, clearly, I think, if if we're seeing a message from Brad Larson and Justin the game day lineups, it's not looking good for him. I think I think this means that he might be starting off in Cleveland. And that's just interesting. I, I, I honestly hadn't thought about that yet until this point. I, for some reason, just didn't even think of that as a possibility just because I was always high on Bemstrom. He, he's a guy who came in with this team uh, two years ago, and I thought he was going to be the guy to help rejuvenate this power play but just because of a shot not because of necessarily the way that he can move the puck around but he, he always had a good shot you know and he just hasn't he hasn't turned out he hasn't really had a, a breakout year in the league and yet here we are with this guy and it's just, yeah it's just not looking good there's other guys that have came and, and taken his forward spot since then uh, Chinikov being that guy that has pretty much locked his place in the NHL lineup for us because he has an amazing, incredible shot. So I, I just, it's interesting. It's interesting. And yeah, I, I honestly, I, I assume he has a two way contract. I thought maybe I had heard. I can't remember if I had heard it on the inside edge. He had a one-way contract, but if he's on the AHL lineup, I guess that means he has a two-way contract, which means he'll be sent down. He's getting paid two and a half million a year from the Blue Jackets organization. And listen, um, yeah, I could see him being a potential trade asset even like just the, the kind of the extra guy in a big trade, you know, not the top name guy, just this low level guy. I mean, it's it's sad the trajectory his career has gone on since he got here, coming over from the Swedish league, just hasn't been good. And now he's in this AHL lineup. Uh, he's playing with Stenlin at center. Stenlin, uh, not really a guy that can 
do a whole lot passing the puck, but Stenland's got a really, really solid shot. I've, I am a huge Stenland fan, big body skating down the center of the ice. I don't think you can ever be a C one for any team, but I would like to see him be a C four for the blue jackets. I, I've always been high on him and I've always thought the blue jackets at the center position could always use some extra size. So, and then Gregory Hoffman also has looked good in preseason. Um, you know, older guy, late twenties. Uh, he's playing left wing tonight. I'm, I'm interested to see that. Uh, Tyler Angle, uh, Justin Danforth, and Liam Foodie are the second line. Uh, Carson Myers on the third line there. I just noticed that. And then Josh Dunn is centering the bottom line. There's only really guys worth pointing out. The defensemen tonight: Kukin, Harrington, Carlson, Andrew Peak, Lettinen, and Bayreuther. So that's an and that's. A lot of NHL guys on the back end tonight. And then, of course, Corpusalo starting in that. So, yeah, I mean, surely NHL talent on the ice. I don't want to act like it's a full Cleveland Monsters game. But, yeah, definitely. I don't know what the Blues are putting out there, but I wouldn't expect the Blue Jackets to win this game, nor do I care if they don't. Uh, I already get into it with Tommy, just talking about what is the expectation for this team through preseason. And I, I do, even though, like, I, I, the last episode, I had been really high on the Blue Jackets saying that I was really excited about the power play and all this and all that. I do want to get back on the record and say my expectation for this team this year is to be one to two spots out of the playoffs. Um, because I was just looking at this the other day. This is their chances to make the playoffs, and I can't remember... Who does this? Maybe you've seen it before for those of you who are on Twitter. It's usually like a, a pie chart, and it has all the NHL logos around it. Um, I think it's the World Hockey Report maybe that does it, uh, or NHL and NBC. I don't know, but it's it's a reputable reputable you know account. I don't remember who it is, but I know it's reputable. Just take my word for it. The Blue Jackets were given a 10.2% chance just to make the playoffs this year. That is the second lowest in the NHL. The only team that that is higher than, according to this chart, is the Buffalo Sabres at 5.2% to make the playoffs. The Ducks have a higher chance than the Blue Jackets, 16%. The Wings have a higher chance at 15%. Um the Yotes have a higher chance at 17%. And yeah, the Blue Jackets are significantly down the way on the Metro as far as chances to make the playoffs. That order goes with Carolina Hurricanes, 79% chance to make the playoffs, followed by the Islanders, who have a 69% chance to make the playoffs. Capitals, 58%. Penguins, 57 Rangers, 55 the Flyers, 25. I thought that was interesting. Actually, the Devils are high, are higher than the Flyers. The Devils have a 44% chance of making the playoffs. And the Flyers are at 25%. Blue Jackets at 10%. I just thought that was really interesting. I just thought the Blue Jackets are expected to be the last team in the Metropolitan Division. I don't want them to be the last. I don't, I don't think that's my expectation for them. I think a fair expectation for this team is to be two two spots out of the playoffs. So you don't even have to miss the playoffs like in the last week or two 
just, you know, so, float somewhere around um, just two spots out of the playoffs, I think is my expectation for this team. I know that's not clearly based off what I just said, the expectation for the rest of the league and all the other NHL fans out there and all the other mainstream NHL accounts, but that's my expectation. So uh, I just wanted to set that straight. I don't expect them to make the playoffs. Do I think they can? I do. I do think they can make the playoffs. I think they can make it as a wild card, uh, but that's it. I just only, I, again, I think the month of October starts off kind of slow for them. You got two home games. You got the Yotes, and then you got the window rivalry against the Seattle cranking it in the first two games. So I, I actually expect the blue jackets to win those first two games. I'm going to say it. Uh, I'm going to say that I, I don't care. You should win those first two games and then you go and then you play the, the Islanders, the Hurricanes, Stars, Avalanche, Capitals, Rangers, Red Wings, Jets, Canucks. I'm I'm way into the month of October at, or November at this point. But in the month of October, I see I see th- I see two wins, maybe three. I see I see probably most likely two and three or two, two and one on, on the month of October. And that's my expectation for this team. And so we'll reassess by the end of the month, how they did on that. And I'll get back to you, but yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Uh, just, just go on to some more quick stuff here. That way I can get to Tommy as soon as possible here. The team USA hockey announced their first three members this year, Patrick Kane, Austin Matthews, and Seth Jones. Uh, this has just been a thing that these Olympic rosters have been doing, just naming, basically just naming three guys that they plan on having on their team. And the Blue Jackets uh, do have one of those guys. Jakub Voracek made the um, the Czech roster with Andrej Palat and uh, David Pasternak. So that just goes to show the kind of talent that you have on this team. You have a guy uh, like Cam Atkinson wasn't on the list f- to make the American team. And I know team America a lot different than team, um, than team Czech Republic. I can't forget the, can't forget the freaking country that the blue jackets have one player on so far. And then Oliver Bjorkstrand also is also making a uh, team Denmark. He, that was announced as well. That should have been as expected because he was the guy that absolutely dragged team Denmark to the Olympics. Good for him. So there you go. Like the Blue Jackets have two Olympians on their team in that alone. And I expect Line A will make the uh, Finnish roster and Gustav Nyquist should make the Swedish roster and Zach Wierenski will make Team America. I Am I missing anybody? Like that's five Olympians that I just named on this team. So I think the expectations, it's okay if they're decently high. I don't think that's a sin for them to be as high as I have them. Um, final thing I want to note before I push this one to Tommy, the Blue Jackets also did announce a special tribute to the life of Matisse Kivlenix on opening night. His family will be in the building, his mother, stepfather, sister, and aunt all in attendance. And they will do a ceremonial puck drop. That would be uh, an incredibly emotional way to start the year for Blue Jackets fans and the team. And uh, the number 80 will be lifted into the rafters for this season. Um, so not permanently, but for this season. And 
I I think that's a nice nice tribute. I think that's a nice nice touch to a life of a young man who clearly had an impact for many of the guys on this team. I just respect that. Just respect that. All right. I'm going to give it over to Tom, and then I'll get you out of here for the weekend. But everybody have a good weekend. Enjoy the game. And, uh, yeah, here's Tommy. All right, we got special guests, co-host of the show. Sometimes we don't really know, but Tom, he's in the studio. Tom, what's going on, man? Yep, I am there. I am there live with you. Right here. I'm looking across the table right at your face. Absolutely. Couldn't couldn't see you more clear right now. Like, we couldn't be more in the same vicinity. Like, is COVID, yeah. COVID safe? I, I, I don't know if I've ever, like, been this, like, close to you. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yep. Your microphone sounds crystal clear. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyways, um, Tommy, uh, I've been given my take on this hockey team and I've been given my takes on just the preseason in general. And honestly, the preseason has looked good for the blue jackets. The blue jackets have uh, not only won games, which we've heard Zach Rowensky talk about. You don't really look at the results. You just more of how are you playing? Well, the jackets have also played good and specifically the power play has looked really good, but you know, the expectation for this team should still be what in your mind? Um, for me, I, I think we can still expect that. Oh yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Need Astros. Over. Um, Astros. Yes. I yeah, saw it. Need, <laughs> Let's go. Um, I don't know. It's a whole new team, right? Like, I don't think anyone's got any expectations for us, but I still feel like we still got a pretty good veteran core. So I'd say, like, I'd still expect us to, you know, be competitive. Yeah. I mean, when you look at that one for one deal with the flyers switching out Voracek for Atkinson, that was a huge, huge um, trade for the jackets in terms of like, we got exactly what we needed based so far from what we've seen is Voracek can really stimulate offense on the power play. He really can move the puck around. It's really nice to see really refreshing. Um, and granted he was just going against the red wings, which is just sacks of me out there on skates. Pretty oh, much traffic cones, traffic cones on 70 traffic cones on 670, but I mean, when you look at that power play and you say, okay, he's got Oliver Bjorkstrand, Patrick Laine, Zach Rowensky, and just get dirty in front of the net. Just throw Boone Jenner out there, you know, just to <laughs> slap some in yeah. in front of the tendy. Um, Looks pretty good. I I don't think you trade Cam Atkinson for Jakob Borchek without the intentions of still wanting to be competitive. I, am I wrong in saying that? Oh, Astros are buzzing. They are really buzzing. They just hit another. They just. I, hit. I live. I live bet them over eleven, and it's smashed. <laughs> smashed it. Bottom of the seventh. I love seeing the stocks as as an AL Central guy. Even though I think the yeah. Strohs are dirty for cheating, although I respect them for cheating. Actually, I know you don't. I know you feel differently about that. 
Um, yeah, I yeah D- don't like it, but I prefer seeing the White Sox lose. Yes, hate the dirty, dirty White Sox. So they're so yeah. dirty. They're a bunch of Mel Bedstroms, just a bunch of dirty old bag socks. Yeah, and he's not. He probably he might not make the roster. Like not might not make the full time lineup. He's playing in, on the AHL team tonight because the Blue Jackets are. I don't think good. <laughs> but um, to your point about the power play, um, the, I, like we said, we, we, it's only been the Red Wings, so you don't have a lot to judge. But I've liked the zone entry a lot better. It seems a lot more crisp. It seems a lot more impactful to get in the zone. And then I've just been noticing like little things they've been doing when they get in the zone that we didn't see in the last like two years. Yeah, no, I mean the zone entries, it seems like they're just kind of more trying to attack the middle of the defenseman, I think, instead of just trying to do a dump and chase and establish your presence in that. And the zone, it seems like they're more going at the defensemen and putting pressure on those guys to make plays. They're actually skating with the puck. Yes. And it's funny because you had noticed that and texted me. And I think it was no less than 10 minutes later, Line A just diced up the Red Wings and just scored that sick goal. And then, like, another thing I was noticing was – that I don't, I can't recall seeing. They cut it. They uh, were putting Bjorkstrand like in that little bumper position, like between the two circles, kind of like, yeah, kind of just right between the two circles. And I think that just adds a whole new dimension to the power play that we didn't have. I don't remember do- them doing that because it essentially just gives you a second one timing position. Yeah, no, because you got if if Voracek has the puck, and if you're watching from the broadcast view, if, if Voracek has the puck on the near boards, and he's got Line A on the complete opposite side, far boards, standing over there by the circle, um, you got you know Zakarensky quarterbacking it up top, Boone Jenner down low to have Bjorkstrand right in that center spot, he can score a lot of goals from there, man, and and he's got a really good shot. So I, I'm and with they, you. I- they tried it a couple times, and, you know, Boone Jenner can get a rebound. He can deflect those. I, I just, like I said, I, I love torts, but I feel like we're seeing a new scheme with the team that's just being more, obviously, more offensive approach because torts is so defensive-minded. I, I truly wonder if we're going to see, like, maybe Brad Larson, like, kind of, like, spring into his own thing because he doesn't have torts overlooking him, who is such a defensive-minded coach. Yeah, no, I think Brad, and I, listen, Brad Larson seems to be getting along really well with the players. I think he has their trust. He said in the preseason game, or after the preseason game the other night, that, you know, he had to coach Line A through a turnover that he had. But it seemed like, that went a lot more civil than just benching him the rest of the period. So like, you know, like I I'm yeah. kind of with you. I, I think it's too early to say, and you'll agree with this. Obviously it's too early to say that the offense has gotten better because again, we've just watched preseason, uh, yeah. but it seems like coach Larson is, is hitting all the points he needs to through the off season and through training camp. Yeah. Like I completely agree. Like, way too early to tell if the offense will actually click 
throughout the whole season because we also do have to remember we are back playing in the Metro this year, so that sucks. So it's going to be we're, we're going to have a way tougher schedule this year. So I'd like us like I, I I told you when we traded Cam Atkinson, if we're going to lose, I want to lose eight to five. Like I, I just, <laughs> if we're going to lose, you know, see a ton of goals. Yes, yes. Let's score a ton of goals. Let's have plus money on the Jackets money line every night. I love that. Stay over. I, Hit overs every night. Over. Jacket. Let's just be the Panthers from last year. Just be over city. Yes, I do not see a problem with that at all. Um, so just you know, getting out of the preseason here and just looking ahead at the um, full time schedule, Blue Jackets obviously take on the Yotes Thursday, October fourteenth. That's next week. Uh, Yotes going back to the Kachina logo. I, I haven't heard your take on that one. I think it's the right move. Like it's such a it's a way better logo. It's a way better jersey. I don't know why they ever changed to begin with. Um, I completely am for it. Uh, who knows if they'll have a barn to skate in next year? I think it's next year they lose yes. lose their barn, but we'll figure that out later. I love that they're just like, let's just change everything. Like before before we really leave the state of Arizona, let's just. Let's just have fun and let's just go back to the old logo. That's just so funny to me. Even the whole state of Arizona. Well, like the arena said, we are not doing another deal with them. Like this has been terrible. We like they, there's no deal in place. They went from Phoenix to Glendale. So I I guess maybe my first thought was they just go back to Phoenix, but no, no, they've never been in Phoenix. Well, they can move to Phoenix. I could, I should say, yeah, to the Suns arena. They were, they were, they were the Phoenix Yotes. They were. They yeah, they just changed. Them. Yeah, they've always played in that arena in Glendale. They did change their name, so I know what you're talking about. But they've never played maybe in another can... arena in Arizona. Arizona. Right, but they could. Yeah, maybe they could move to actually move to Phoenix, you know, a, a pretty substantially larger city in Arizona. But no, if they want to move from the state, go ahead. I I honestly don't care. Do you know what the They're best? So you know the best way to save your uh, franchise from going bankrupt when you or have been you know, when you know when it didn't work out in the South. There's one place you go. It's Canada. You just move a team to Canada and pick oh, any, pick yeah. any city. <laughs> just sit, stay there for a couple of years, go on some nice playoff <laughs> runs. <laughs> then you take them out and then move somewhere. Then you go back to, they could go to Hartford. They could go to, um, they could be the Nordiques. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, I think Quebec's building a new arena. Like they're just, they think they they, they truly are the, if you build it, they will come, uh, motivation right now. Like they're, they're fully in on that. Um, where else could they go? I'm I'm drawing a blank. Toronto could use a second team. I believe that their city's big enough for sure for a second team. I don't think that fan base needs a second team though. Yeah. They should just you mean like they should just be disappointed like you mean like the Leafs wouldn't let that happen? Because there's enough people in yeah. that market that they could split the market. What about Saskatoon? 
Absolutely. That is literally go to any town in Canada. Like it doesn't matter. Just go north of the border and hockey fans will come to your building. <laughs> like it just doesn't matter what where. What if they were just like, screw it. Let's go all the way to Hawaii. That would be a mistake. <laughs> that, that would be that, going backwards. Oh, yeah. That would be how much plane fuel that would be. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, the Robin Leonard could not play for that team because it just would be ambience every flight. <laughs> They're definitely going back to Canada. They have to go to Canada. <laughs> they have to. We got to beat them first, though. So my point is, <laughs> well, if we, so, unless they want to do another restructuring, it would have to be a West Coast team, right? Because it's it's even teams. Yeah, Which it would. Yeah, yeah. Move us to the west. They can have our spot in the east. Let's go back to the west. I'd be all in on that. For the record. Yeah, that'd be so much better for us. Like I know the ten o'clock Blue Jackets games like sucked at times, but I mean the the west is such an easier side of the league to make the playoffs in. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not even close. It's, you got Colorado. And Vegas. That's about it. That's 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 about it. Who did the who did yeah. the Leafs even? Oh, I was gonna say who did the Bolts even play in the Stanley Cup Final? And then I was like, oh, it was the Montreal. It was the freaking Canadians. <laughs> they played nobody. <laughs> they played two. It was two East Coast teams in the finals. That's how bad the West is. That's amazing <laughs> to think. That's amazing. Dude, can we go to the west? Move us out there. Blue Jackets to the west. That's the the, east is oh. so, the east is so superior that they had two teams. Dude. The, that. What if we just traded Arizona Arenas? Do we want the arena? Like we just we just move the Blue Jackets and the whole city of Columbus to Arizona. And and Arizona gets to move their team to the middle of Ohio. Um, I mean, I think it'd be a win for us. No winters. I don't think Arizona would be very happy. Yeah, no, they that. wouldn't like that. That's true. That's true. They'd be mad. But what do you think, think Bit gonna do when his team just leaves him? I, he's gonna be so hurt. He's gonna be so. Hurt. <laughs> he's gonna cry. He's gonna cry. He's gonna be. He's gonna be. He's gonna be so hurt. Um, I'm so excited to see him sit next and discuss hockey with Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, on the TNT yeah. With next to your next to your friend, man. Next to your pal, your old bud. Yeah, my old my old stomping ground friend. Um, I was me and Wayne. Wayne and I go way back. Yeah, I, yeah. You go back, actually, to December twelfth, two thousand seventeen. That is, yep. I, I don't know if you know anything significant about that date, but that was your third most recent Instagram post. I don't have a lot. So yeah, you probably <laughs> hit that one. You probably hit the on the head on that one. Dude, your Instagram is fire, by the way. Like, I mean, like Belo, I think he got on your Instagram the other day and was like, dude, I got on Tommy's Instagram. He's just got Panarin, 
uh, Seth Jones, Zach Ruensky. He's got like all like the big guys like on his Instagram. And I'm like, did you see that one like third of the way down? And he clicks on it. He's like, who is that guy? And I'm like, dude, that's Wayne Gretzky. And he's like, that's Wayne Gretzky. And I'm like, yeah. And then, and then Bilo's like, Wayne looks more happy to see Tommy than Tommy does to see Wayne. And I'm like, I know they look like best buds. I'm like, Tommy, should you, work? You, you need to change your caption. I think to, to catching up with an old pal. <laughs> catching up with my old stomping ground friends. <laughs> what a savage great Instagram. Great to see Wayne again. Glad he's glad he came to visit me. Just a savage Instagram because you, oh, that's just, it's just fire. All right. I just, yeah, I respect, I respect you. I would never, like, I would never have the balls to go up to Wayne and ask him for a picture. I just wouldn't. I would just be like, he's way too cool for me. But you know, he was I mean, extremely happy to do it. I won't lie to you. That was easily like the most, I can't even think of the word, like just the most, like I looked like a dog with its tail between his legs in that moment so hard. Like, hey, Mr. Gretzky. <laughs> I was so Yeah. That was so terrifying. Yeah, I I would be. I would be. But you got that, the sickest was, picture of all time. It's essentially walking up to like the Prime Minister of Canada. Yes, that would be scarier. Maybe. You're right. That would be scary. No, it's probably <laughs> Wayne Gretzky is above the prime minister of Canada. He he's is above he Trudeau. Is. Oh, he's so much above Trudeau. He's so much above Trudeau. I would, I would never want a picture with Justin Trudeau. Not because I don't, yeah, not I because think. I disagree with him, but because I disagree with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, he closed Canada, man. Like, oh, oh okay. But, but here's a spin zone for Justin. Read- no, go ahead. What were you going to say? You read what? I read I read today that they're full capacity for their hockey teams. Yeah, that's good. And I, and I will credit Justin Trudeau in this. The Habs got to the Stanley Cup final under Justin Trudeau. Hey, he found a way to get a Canadian team to the C, to the SF. To the SCF. Big of that is. That is. That that will buy you a lifetime contract as the president or the prime minister or whatever of Canada. For sure. He's got a nice hair too. I got to give it to him. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, bud. Um, that was a good, good segment. I know you got some catching up to do with your lady, your lady friend. Who? Congratulations on her new job, by the way. She's got weekends off now. So, how has that been for you? How has that transition been for you? Um. Well, it it picked. She picked a real good time of the year as golf is, you know, kind of winding down. So. That that'll come next year. Okay, so next summer you think it, it'll impact you a little next, bit? Yeah, depending how much I'll go golfing because she always worked on the weekend, so I always knew I had to go find something to do on the weekend or at least the mornings on the weekends. Um, now she doesn't. That's not, that's sick. That's sick. I mean, I'm happy for you guys, but I'm also sad for your golf game. You have to win the ZPGA this year. You have to win it, Tom. 
no one's named a date, so I'm just taking the title. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, if golf season ends, man, I think you should not say – you should go the strategy that I went with last year and just don't say shit until the end of the year. Like, just don't say anything about playoffs. Like, just let it ride until out. The, until the first snow. <laughs> no, I'd say till 2021. Oh, till the end of 2021. What I say till 2021? Yeah, we're in 2021. Oh yeah, we're in 2021 until 2022. Just write it out. Don't say don't say there a you, single word. Yeah, I'm not gonna. There you go. There you go. Also, horns down for the weekend. Oh, big time. Big time horns down. Huge. Are you are you coming tomorrow to the tailgate? Yeah. Shit. I think I ha I think I am. I got nothing to do between nine o'clock and eleven thirty. Well, her. I've never been to a noon tailgate with her. This is my first time. We're like leaving her house at like six thirty. Good. All right, we'll be there. So, you'll have plenty of time. I'll be there. We'll be can, I, there. can I bring Max? Absolutely. Okay, Max is coming with me. Yeah, just bring some drinks and have a good time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, bud. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'll uh well I'll see you on the virtual rink tonight, right? Absolutely. All right, we're gonna we're gonna kick some virtual ass. All right. See you, Tom. Yep. Yep.